0: Let's begin! Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of the RV We are on the road to Clearwater, Florida, to chat with Kelly Caleb. Kelly is a mental health therapist and is the author of the Now Cow Helps Books series, centered around a cow who teaches mindfulness and other positive skills to the other animals she meets. So Kelly, welcome to the Relatable Voice. Thank
1: you so much. It is a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, my pleasure as well, Kelly. So you are currently living in Clearwater, but you grew up in Wisconsin. I did. I grew up in
1: Wisconsin. I've lived in Minneapolis. I've lived in Iowa. I have even had one year where I lived in the Bronx. Um, but I grew up in Wisconsin and I spent a lot of time with cows. I milked cows, I cleaned up after cows, I fed cows, all of that. So when I left Wisconsin, I was like, I'm done with cows. But funny how that goes. Never say never, right? Because now cow came back. And so now I have a whole book series centered on a cow, which is just something I never would have expected.
0: Yes. And I was going to ask you why you chose a cow to be the main character of your book.
1: Well, I chose a cow to be the main character because I was basing the concepts that I wanted to share, which is mindfulness and mindfulness meditation and being in the now um, based on reading Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. And it had a great impact on my life. And one of the things I was trying to do is make things memorable. And I find that rhyming helps to do that. So... I was trying to find a care, you know, what rhymes with now? Well, obviously cow. So that's how we ended up with now cow.
0: Uh-huh. And what inspired you to pursue counseling and therapy as a career?
1: Well, I had some experience volunteering at a domestic violence shelter. I used to work at a motorcycle plant assembling motorcycles and uh, things like that. And that was very mindless work. It's, you know, it's hard work, but it's like the same thing over and over again. And we had a, we had winter breaks for about two weeks every year. And during that time I volunteered at a domestic violence shelter and I found that I really enjoyed it. So I kept volunteering. And um, then I decided that I wanted to try to pursue that more full time. And so I did
0: it is a very important work, Kelly. Yes. And domestic violence survivors, uh, they need a professional support.
1: Absolutely, because, you know, we can go to our friends and go to our family, and they're very helpful, and they can be very supportive. But they don't have the ability to be necessarily impartial, and to observe things. And often, because patterns can be relational and generational, they're often also in those same patterns of negativity or dysfunction. And sometimes you just need somebody who can handle a trauma. If you've gone through a trauma, your family members may be aware of it, but but you don't want to traumatize them, um, you know, by sharing those details or it's just too hard because they're too close. And just like anything else, you know, you, you need a dentist, you need a car mechanic, you know, you need a therapist. People say sometimes, well, you know why? Why do why would I need therapy? And I said, Why does Michael Jordan need a coach? Right? I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, but he still has a coach.
0: I totally agree with you, Kelly. Yes, and I was checking your books, and thank you. Your children's book series now can Helps focuses on teaching mindfulness or staying in the now, along with other coping skills when did you become familiar with mindfulness well
1: in um 2011 i was actually in an accident i was hit by a drunk driver and it pushed my car through the intersection flipped it um, and i landed upside down 30 feet down in, in this ditch of a farm And I woke up, I got knocked unconscious obviously, woke up hanging upside down from Missy felt with my car crushed. And it took um, over two hours for them to get me out of the car. Once um, emergency services arrived, they couldn't get him out with the jaws of life. They eventually resorted to like, one of the guys like climbed in and I would grab him and he would pull me a little bit because my legs were all scrunched and wrapped around kind of the steering wheel, they were stuck. And I was like, I don't have the strength to pull myself out. But if I can hang on to you, you can pull me. So he would pull me a couple inches and then I could move my legs a little more and he'd pull me. And then as soon as I got straight, then they were able to put the board on and pull me out, Um, which thank you for that, all of our emergency personnel. But after that, I had a lot of anxiety. I had PTSD from the car crash and I started looking at meditation started looking at mindfulness learned about eckhart tolle he was doing the whole um series with with oprah back then and that was available to me and that's when i started to to utilize it um and it was very helpful and so i use that a lot in therapy with my clients like staying in the now because if we're focused on the past oftentimes It's a trauma or a regret, and if we're focusing on the future, then it's often anxiety about something negative that may happen, right? Nobody sits home all day and goes, oh, man, what if I win the lottery? Whatever will I do, right? No, it's always like, well, what if this happens? What if this negative thing happens? So my first book is Now Cow Helps Drama Llama, a mindful tale for coping with anxiety, and that's what drama llama is all about. Just fear of what if this happens? What if that happens? Really, you know, well, if the sun should fall out of the sky, we'd all die, right? <laughs> and so now cow is constantly just showing drama. Lama, hey, what will you do if the sky should fall on you? Like, what? You, I, nothing I can do about that, right? So a big part of the books and a big part of what I do in therapy is help people understand the difference between what they have control over and what they don't. If a meteor is hurtling towards the earth, there's nothing I'm going to do about that. Um, But I do have control over what I say and what I do and who I allow to be around me and things like that. So we focus on the now and what we have control over.
0: And I saw that Bad Habit Rabbit was having some tips from now. Can you tell us a little bit about your books?
1: Yes. So the I've got four that are published so far. Um, the series is designed to be ten. Um, but Bad Habit Rabbit is um, awesome little bunny with a cute, adorable mohawk. And Bad Habit Rabbit really does things like sleeps in, doesn't clean his room, doesn't get up on time, he's late to school, doesn't pack his lunch. And because he doesn't pack his lunch, he ends up one day um, actually trying to steal Now Cow's lunch, which is a problem, mm-hmm. right? And, but Now Cow holds Bad Habit Rabbit accountable and then says, why don't we spend the day together tomorrow, basically? And let me show you how a day can go. And so then Bad Habit Rabbit works on getting up on time and packing a lunch and has a very good day and decides, you know what, I think I like that better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that's the story of of Bad Habit Rabbit
0: in a nutshell. That sounds so lovely. And how many books did you publish? I have four
1: published. So there's Now Cow Helps Drama Llama, Now Cow Helps Bad Habit Rabbit. Now Cow Helps Lost My Shoe Caribou. And the latest one that I just published is Now Helps Fighter-Spider, um, which is about anger and handling anger.
0: And how many books in total are you planning to publish?
1: At least 10 in the Now series. I have them all written um, and I have other therapy books written, but not fully illustrated and not quite ready to publish yet. So I'm working on those parts of those things but the storyline for all of the 10 now cut books are already done.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing. And what kind of feedback are you getting from your readers? What
1: I get from my readers is that it's, it's
0: inspirational. It's helpful. It's
1: calming. What I love is that a lot of the parents that, that read them say that when they're reading them to the children, it also helps them. So that's why you'll see on my books. It says, you know, cause you have to pick an age group. So it says six to 12 but younger kids like it because it's rhymes and it has the, the cute pictures. Um, and I want to give a shout out to my awesome illustrator, John Van Hout third. He lives in New York now. He lived here in Florida originally, and he just recently moved. So um, he does an amazing job with the pictures. But then I also have therapists that use this book with their therapy clients, and I have teachers that use it in the classroom. So I have a lot of feedback that's very positive from a variety of, of people. So usually I'll have people say, Can you do one on this? Can you do one on that? And I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> so the biggest one that I've had people say the is can you do one on anger and fighting? And I'm like, yes. So finally, fighter spiders out because uh, fighter spider, she's, she's got some heavy duty problems. And she gets, uh, she ends up with no friends. She ends up getting kicked out of school, because um, she's fighting. And it's it's a problem uh, for sure. And she's lonely because nobody wants to play with her because she was beating up the smaller animals and I don't blame them for not wanting to hang out with her. And so she makes them all sad and and uh, they don't want to be around her. She's just a bully in the beginning. But then she gets kicked out of school, which is a problem, right? (laughs) <laughs> and then she she goes for a long walk she gets in trouble you know at home she goes for a long walk and she meets Nalcow um, while she's out walking and of course she attacks but Naokao just sidesteps doesn't fight back but doesn't also allow herself to be clobbered <laughs> and fighter spider's quite confused by that and but it intrigues her enough that she's willing to listen and so they start to have a conversation about what else could we do and how do we handle anger and uh, she manages to learn how to focus on her breathing breathe in breathe out channel her energy into some other things she's a spider so she does weaving right and she uh, decides to do some journaling and writing and really makes a, a transformation. And she still uses physical exercise, but just not against other people.
0: And I think now is based on someone that I'm I know.
1: <laughs> yes. Who would you think now is based on?
0: It's based on you.
1: <laughs> ah, yes. Well, I have, a, I have a wonderful friend who dubbed me the mother of now cow. Um, and that's that's very true. And it's funny because you know parts of me are in all of these books, right? Not only am I partly now cow, but I'm also a fighter spider. I've been bad habit rabbit. I've been lost my shoe caribou. I've been drama llama, right? I've been all of these all of these creatures, you know. And one of the things that we have to learn is to understand when we have a flaw, it's not the end of the world we can recover we can change it's a choice if you have a bad habit change it if you have an anger problem change it if you're not responsible change it if you're anxious handle it it's not an excuse it's just a um recognition that something is wrong and you have the ability to get some tools
0: and change it i was checking your books thank you sent me and I have to tell you that I love the illustrations. Ah, oh, me too. You know, they remind me of old school cartoons.
1: They really are. They're they're very old school. And basically, my poor illustrator. I love him so much. I draw these very bad stick figures, like circle, circle ears. You know, and I'll put cow on it. Um, but I'll draw like you know this is this, and and I want something here, and and this and that. And he turns them into these amazing. Amazing illustrations. I love it. One, one of my favorite things in the in the fighter spider book is it's the only book that I'm aware of that has Bat Cow and Super Cow and Double O Cow. Ah. So I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: we get to have a lot of fun with it. Get to have a lot of fun with it.
2: I'm sure. What's the easiest choice you can make?
0: And also, uh, Kelly, I think that due to social media pressure, children are experiencing more anxiety than before. So what are your
1: thoughts on that? I, I always found it very telling that when they asked Steve Jobs which iPhones and iPads his kids had, he said, oh, we don't let them have them. I think if you make the product and you don't let your own children have them, then that should be a warning sign to other people. Children do not have the self-restraint. Most children do not have the self-restraint to shut off something like uh, Instagram or YouTube or any of those things on their own. Um, So if your child is going to have social media, then you need to be monitoring it and you need to be limiting it based on their age. We're not really designed even as adults to get feedback from thousands of people. That's really overwhelming. And as a child, because you don't really understand things in perspective, right, they're very concrete thinking, even until you know, you're 23 to 25, your frontal cortex isn't fully developed. And so their understanding is, is limited. And so you can tell them, oh, don't worry that you got 10,000, you know, thumbs down. But that's not going to matter if somebody's bullying them or pointing out that they don't like their nose. You know, I remember in high school, somebody told me I had horse teeth and I should go eat an apple. It's like, wow, that was so rude, but at least it was one person in one conversation. It wasn't something that 30,000 people could jump on and be like, yeah, you know, yeah. thank goodness I didn't have that um, when I was that age, so I think you know, for adults and children, we have to be really aware of our social media. Obviously, I'm on social media because I'm promoting things on there and I go on there and I do silly things. Um, And luckily for me, I haven't gotten a lot of, you know, negative feedback. If I do, I'll handle it. Um, But I think that we just have to be aware of what's being said to our kids, help them learn how to set boundaries and monitor that because it's dangerous if we
0: don't. Absolutely. It can be dangerous for everyone. But children and teens are especially more vulnerable. And Kelly, I see that you donate 10% of your profits to an organization. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: It's Operation Jack's Village, and their website is operationjacksvillage.org. It is run by my friend since childhood, Liz Martin, and her husband, Paul. Two years ago in January, their son, Jack, who was only 13, committed suicide. There were no immediate warning signs and it was just a week after Christmas. You know, it was that first week in in January, right before they were supposed to go back to school, right before the pandemic hit, actually. So what they decided to do is create this organization and they promote childhood and adolescent mental health. They are working to prevent suicide, not suicide awareness. We don't I think everybody's aware now, right? We want to prevent it. And so 10% of my profits do go to Operation Jack's Village because, um, number one, I know them, <laughs> I, I trust them, and they are determined to do things that will actually make a difference and um, help save the lives of our kids.
0: Also, I see that you are also certified as a hypnotherapist. What you do not do, Ken?
1: (laughs) I try to do a little bit of everything, right? That's the Renaissance part of me. You know, as a therapist, I try to get every tool that I can that will help people, right? So sometimes people are able to talk things through. And, you know, one of the ways that we process things is by talking. And one of the ways that we process uh, things is by writing, right? So some people can journal, some people can talk, but sometimes we end up with a fight between our subconscious brain and our conscious brain. So if you think of it like an iceberg, our conscious brain that we're aware of is like 10% of our brain. It's up here. But 90% of our brain is that subconscious and biological process that you, you, you can't really pinpoint necessarily, that's the part that we self-sabotage with, right? That's the part that says, I don't think I want to get up and work out in the morning. You know, it's more comfortable staying in bed. That part of us, that subconscious moves towards pleasure and reward and away from the things that it perceives as negative um, or hurtful. And so what we can do with hypnotherapy that we can't always do with um, the conscious brain is just get to that subconscious process and reframe it. And we use visualization is which is a huge part of of hypnotherapy, right? Because our mind that subconscious mind is the part that dreams for us. And we dream in images, we dream in visualization. And so when we can give someone a visualization to follow, It aligns the subconscious with the conscious and then they're able to do things that maybe they weren't able to do before
0: are there some specific techniques in hypnosis to help with anxiety and depression
1: yes there are i mean for for anybody obviously like i I can't really teach hypnotherapy in a short like talk but i think i do have on my youtube um some hypnosis recordings for things like um managing conflict I I think I have one for grief. I'm not sure. Um, So I have a variety of of hypnosis that I use. I haven't done a lot with with the children necessarily, but it can definitely work with kids. It doesn't really need to be. They're so quick with the subconscious that you don't even really need to do the same kind of things that you would necessarily do with an adult. It's different with kids because they're so open most of the time.
0: Yeah, that's why I was asking you. I believe Mm -hmm. with kids can be easier.
1: Absolutely, absolutely easier, quicker. And it's a little bit of a different type of thing because with adults, they've got so many barriers built up. With kids, generally, they they don't have that much.
0: And Kelly, um, do you have any tips for parents with children with anxiety? For example, is there anything that you would like to hello our listeners
1: absolutely well number 1 if you go to my youtube channel now cow and friends my first book which is now cow helps Drama llama is on there as a video book so you can watch it with your kids for for free and there's no commercials yet cuz i don't have that many subscribers so eventually they'll throw commercials on there but right now there's none so you can go watch now cow helps Drama llama for free and you can watch it with with your kids and so that one is about a lot of breathing you know, like breathe in, breathe out, right. Um, But also on my YouTube channel, there's some brief things that talk about how to manage anxiety, because there's three main ways to manage anxiety, top down, bottom up, side to side. Okay, so what I mean by that is our thoughts create our body's response. Okay, our body responds to anxious thoughts, we've got an amygdala on the right hand side, and it freaks out if we get anxious, and it sends down signals to the adrenal glands that sit above our kidneys, and they shoot out adrenaline and cortisol all through your body to get you ready to fight or get you ready to flight, right? If we change the thought that we're having, we change the perception of something, we change our body's response. Your body can't tell the difference between a thought that you have and something that's really going on. That's why like creepy movies make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Scary movies make you jump, sad movies make you cry. Your brain knows that it's just a movie, but your body can't tell the difference. So if you have a lot of anxious thoughts, right, your body's gonna respond to them. And then you have the adrenaline and cortisol and that's where you get panic attacks because if you don't do anything, if you don't fight or flight, right, you're just stuck there, you're in freeze, then your, your heart beats fast, your breaths get short and shallow. That's designed for the fighting and the flighting right? Um, And so one good thing to know is if we change the thought and the perception we will change the body's response. That's why you maybe you see something in the dark and you think it's a a snake, but then you realize it's a jump rope, right? Immediately you start to calm down. That's a really good example, right? So that's top down changing your anxiety. So if your child has an anxious thought, you can help them change the thought. The other thing that you can do is bottom up. So we change our bodies response, we change what's going on in our body, and it calms the brain down. So if you've ever had a really great massage, or you've ever been super relaxed in the pool, right, and somebody could be like, hey, Kelly, your house is burning down. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Whatever, you know, because I'm like, "Ah." right. So we can teach our children, you know, ways to calm themselves down by massaging their palm or, you know, different, different techniques like that. And then the other one is is side to side, and that's something that I that we do a lot with. Um, uh, it's called uh, bilateral um, desensitization, right? Because the right brain is our emotional brain, that's our anxious brain, and the left brain is our logical brain. But when the right brain gets anxious, it shuts the left brain down, right? Because for survival purposes. We don't have time if a saber toothed tiger drops down in front of me right now to be like, did it already eat a gazelle today? Or, you know, should I be worried, right? We just got to run, right? And so it shuts the logical side down so that it can have a faster response time. So one of the things that we teach people is bilateral desensitization, which is anything that your body does in sync, because the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body. The left side of the brain controls the right side of the body anytime you move synchronously you are making the two sides communicate so this side can't just be dominant anymore so we can do that by walking we can do that by running jumping dancing or we can do that with eye movements and so i do that you know just looking left and right left right left right with just your eyes A lot of times with, with, with people. And that's a, there's many different um, specialized forms of therapy for that. But there are some just short examples that are also in my YouTube channel that people can go and look at along with deep breathing. There's a lot of different things like that, that people can do.
0: I love your explanation.
1: Thank you. Can you give us your contacts? Yes. So, um, my YouTube channel is now cow and friends. And I'm um, on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Now Cow Books, Inc. I have a Facebook group called Now Mindful Readers. I have a therapy page on Facebook called Caleb Therapy. My website is calebtherapy.com. My Twitter is at NowCowDramaLL, L Drama L A one yes. Instagram is just DramaLama, I believe. Mm. Uh, yeah, NowCowDramaLama is my Instagram. And then I have an author page on Amazon, which is where you can find my books. So I try to be a little bit of everywhere. And then, like I said, my um, operations Jack's village also has Facebook and their own website, operations and Instagram and all of that. I'm also on Twitter on occasion, okay. but mostly I just post funny videos on there. So I don't do anything serious.
0: Okay, so there is no excuses. To
1: not no excuses this. to not be able to find me. Everybody can, should be able to find me.
0: Wonderful. Kelly, your work is fantastic.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate being able to be on, on the relatable voice podcast. And I think it's my personal opinion that now cow and Zoe, the crab would be great friends.
0: Yes. Yes. They are going to know each other.
1: I think that'd be fantastic.
0: It will. So, Kelly, wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.